the presentation of anarchism, anarchism. as social philosophy which aims at the emancipation, economic, social, political, and spiritual of the human race. The Anarchist Essays is brought to you by Loughborough University's Anarchism Research Group. For more information on the ARG, see the link in the show notes or follow us on Twitter at ARGLBORO. Queer Tolstoy, a psychobiography by Javier Satnes Castro. Queer Tolstoy challenges the Russian state's aggressive homonegativity. A historians of Russia who re-entrench the dominant sex-gender system by overlooking erotic dissent in the country, the LGBTQ plus historians who ignore same-sex love in the region, and the overall heterosexist presumption that queer people should remain invisible. The aim is to fulfill the Slavist Simon Karlinsky's wish that a, quote, special study undoubtedly be written one day about the theme of homosexuality in the life of Leo Tolstoy, end quote. In this study, seeking to contribute to the radical and progressive analysis of the politics of sexuality, we argue that the Christian anarchist and anarcho-populist ideals guiding Lev Nikolaevich Tolstoy's art have profoundly queer psychosexual dimensions reflecting the intimate link between interpersonal relationships and political philosophies. As a reflective elder in 1903, Tolstoy declared to his biographer, Pavel Birdyukov, that he, quote, owed the brightest time in his life not to the love of women, but to the love of people, end quote. Likewise, in his diary, the 23-year-old Lev Nikolaevich confesses, quote, I have never been in love with women. I have very often been in love with men. End quote. Tolstoy's admission of his gay impulses here may help to shed a new light on his art and politics, tying together his intellect, his altruism, and his infantile and mature identification with his mother. Lev Nikolaevich's own anarchist desire to merge with the narod, or people, and level feudalism by observing the canonic law of descent involving voluntary subordination and joy in residence with the marginalized is conveyed by the artist's intense eroticization of male peasant Kantians. The physician writer Anton Chekhov, Tolstoy's friend, agrees with the Count that war and judgment are social evils, but he clarifies that he could not follow his mentor's call to wear traditional peasant shoes and, quote, sleep on the stove with the worker and his wife, quote. Along similar lines, Alan Forrest stops just short of explicitly identifying Tolstoy's queer yearnings in his remarks on how the author, quote, admired the dash and daring of soldiers in battle, the strength and physical prowess that were the very essence of youth, end quote and incorporated, quote, a strong autobiographical aspect to the feelings he attributed to his characters. In the groundbreaking 1948 article, Come Back to the Raft Again, Huck Honey, the literary critic Leslie Fiedler places interracial homoerotic relationships among men and boys 
front and center within the canon of American literature. For this reason, the Fiedler thesis is highly relevant to Tolstoy's revolutionary romantic idealization of enlightened officers bonding with dark serf soldiers or indigenous warriors to annihilate caste, capital, and empire. Fiedler finds the novels of James Fenimore Cooper, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Herman Melville, Mark Twain, Ernest Hemingway, and Henry James to have idealized, quote, chaste male love as the ultimate emotional experience, end quote, and endorse the subversive sacred marriage of males. By means of engaging with these same-sex literary relationships, both authors and audience access the, quote, childish, impossible dream, end quote, of homoerotic union and abolition of racial and class inequalities. Similarly, Tolstoy's patrician gayness marries the gay love that arouses and ascends with the compassionate or canonic love that descends. In turn, the intersection of queerness and anarchism in Tolstoy's life and art confirms Amya Srinivasan's argument in The Right to Sex, Feminism in the 21st Century, that sexual desire is political and intimately related to the struggle against injustice. Politically speaking, same-sex union has plenty of subversive potential. As the infamous political consultant Niccolo Machiavelli, the Florentine rulers of early capitalist modernity, and late 19th century French medical forensic writers were all too aware, cross-class mingling could threaten bourgeois and state authority. Chidi explains how, in the cities, armies, and navies of early modern Europe, Interclass sexual contact among men imparted resistance to bourgeois sexual hegemony, hence threatening social anarchy. In the same vein, the French Trotskyist turned anarcho-syndicalist Daniel Guerin would profess that cross-class gay bonding would promote revolutionary consciousness. In a lyrical scene atop Moscow's Sparrow Hills in 1826, the noble teenage rebels Alexander Herzen and Nikolai Ogaryov, devastated by the Tsar's execution of most of the Decembrist leadership, embraced and swore to give their lives to struggling against, quote, that throne, that altar, and those cannon, end quote. Though the above scene in early 19th century Moscow refers to the feudal proto-capitalist world, Several queer theorists have proposed a dialectical relationship between the emergence of global capitalism and the development of gay identities in historical modernity. On this account, young men, rent from their traditional peasant surroundings, jointly suffered abuses and experienced joys as workers, soldiers, and sailors in sex-segregated settings, leading to the emergence of gay love. This was true of the Mediterranean port cities of Venice, Genoa, Florence, Barcelona, and Cairo, among others, as of such caravan cities as Petra and Kandahar. Along similar lines, historian John D'Amelio traces the Stonewall Uprising of 1969 in part to, quote, same-sex intimacies enjoyed by soldiers in World War II, end quote. A similar analysis might be made of the Decembrist mutineers of 1825, 
of the Red Sailors who in 1921 declared the Kronstadt Commune in defiance of the Bolshevik autocracy, or of the peasant anarchists who fought in the Revolutionary Insurgent Army of Ukraine, led by the anarchist Nestor Mahno. We know that lesbian and bisexual women played important roles in Ireland's ill-fated 1916 Easter Rising, a forerunner of the Irish Revolution against British rule. During the 1871 Paris Commune, women analogously developed revolutionary bonds of sisterhood through a combination of friendship and fellow feeling. Inspired by an at least sublimated lesbianism, they cared for the wounded and defended the communal experiment from its external Prussian and Versailles enemies and its internal misogynistic foes alike. As of this writing, the Ukrainian LGBTQ plus community and anarchist collectives are resisting Russia's full-scale assault on the country, both by coordinating supplies and tending to the injured, and by fighting the invaders directly. Attesting to the radical power of Eros, Boris Pasternak's titular character from Dr. Zhivago, a humanistic physician and poet, explains that in Tolstoyanism he has found, quote, the dream of a dignified existence which had filled my adolescence, end quote. In parallel, his foil Strannikov perceptively notes that the causes of socialism and revolution have been impelled by, quote, selfless young men mounting the barricades, end quote and risking their lives. Indeed, the political cultures of both the Russian intelligentsia and the Soviet state encourage sublimated devotion for the archetype of the male freedom fighter and revolutionary martyr, in keeping with such models as the sacred band of Thebes, a fearsome fighting unit from classical Greece that was comprised of 150 male warrior couples. In parallel, Virility and the male and female nude permeated the art, and therefore, psychical reality, of 20th century Spanish anarcho-syndicalists. Considering the intimate association between anarchism and free love, Freud's point that the repressed is a foreign territory, and the exotic becomes erotic theory of sexuality, we speculate that Tolstoy had a youthful gay interest in the Chechen Sado Miserbeyev during his time in the Eastern Caucasus, and that this bond both influenced and reflected his burgeoning cosmopolitan internationalism. In Chechnya, on the edge of what the British Orientalist explorer Richard Burton termed the Zotatic Zone, which refers to a proposed erotic social geography found in the Mediterranean region, Central and East Asia, and among the indigenous peoples of the Americas, where homosexuality, pederasty, and gender fluidity are practiced and observed more openly, so the argument goes, than in Northern Europe. Lev Nikolaevich feels liberated to explore his politics and sexuality. In fact, the only time Tolstoy mentions Sado in his diary is within the context of confessing to hypersexual mania for women and men in Transcaucasia. Likewise, many English, French, and Russian explorers and military officers wrote romantically about the Arab, Circassian, and Afghan men they met, even those they were ordered to fight and kill. Along similar lines, Joseph Massad cites the example of Andre Gide's novel Le Mortaliste 
as a, quote, prominent example of the new Western fiction of homosexual self-discovery in the Orient, end quote. We believe that Tolstoy's Cossacks could be read as a less overt, earlier entry in the same genre. In light of the humanistic and anti-authoritarian dimensions of Tolstoyan art, the weight placed by the artist on the rationalist conception of self-determination, or razumenia, can be fruitfully compared with the intimate relationship that exists between Malcolm X's transgressive racial politics and his erotic nonconformism. In other words, alongside Malcolm X, who was persecuted and even martyred by the state, in his case by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the New York City Police Department, Tolstoy was a kindred spirit to Virginia Woolf, who also drew emotional sustenance from her intense same-sex relationships, and in her literature likewise centers the individual's search for meaning and identification. With his closest male friends, Lev Nikolaevich sought what the poet Alexander Pushkin, Tolstoy's third cousin once removed, calls in Orientalist fashion the imitation of the Arabic, namely, the sharing of a, quote, soul insurgent fire and boundless brotherhood, end quote. Thank you for listening. To help others find Anarchist Essays, please rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're interested in anarchist ideas, why not check out the journal Anarchist Studies? For over 20 years, Anarchist Studies has been publishing original research on the history, theory, and practice of anarchism. For more information, visit www.lwbooks.co.uk forward slash anarchist studies.